This is the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. This is where it all counts. This is why we're here. This is why each one of us are here. And now, here's your host. Welcome back to another edition of the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. I am Paul Pertichese, and thank you for joining me as always. Football season is upon us. College football has started. The NFL is just days away from starting. And here at Saturday to Sunday, we are still getting you guys ready for the start of the college football season. This upcoming weekend, the ACC and the Big 12 get going. Next weekend, after that, you get the SEC going soon enough. So, you know, obviously, it's a weird year. You know, obviously, the Big 10, the Pac-12 right now has postponed their seasons. But we are trudging along here with the positional previews. We've already done one quarterback show, two running back shows, and a tight end show. And we will have two more wide receiver shows. You know, so basically those six preview shows really get you completely up to speed on all the prospects that you need to know from the offensive skill side of the ball for this upcoming college football year and to get a leg up on your knowledge of next year's NFL draft, knowing these prospects for your Devi leagues, for next year's dynasty rookie drafts, you know, and we're going to continue to back to many of the prospects during the season. We took a little detour from our original preview shows to have a great guest. If you missed the last episode, we had Christopher Harris from Harris Football, one of the best fantasy football analysts out there. And, you know, this is his third year coming on a row. And we kind of just talked about the upcoming rookies in terms of kicking off the NFL season. So it's a great little rookie preview to kind of discuss them as we get ready for the start of the NFL season. But starting next week after, you know, the ACC and, and the Big 12 kick off this weekend, we will go back more to our regular, you know, during the season type podcast where we have one podcast a week. You know, and it'll basically be the NFL draft report. And, you know, we'll talk about the Debbie Slam where we talk about some underclassmen prospects. We'll talk about, you know, the you know, NFL draft stock report, up, down, you know, guys that, you know, are draft eligible. And then we'll also, you know, the tail of the tape as we look ahead to any matchups that intrigue us for that upcoming week and then round it out with a detailed NFL rookie report. Right now, the NFL rookie report probably be a little bit more detailed than years past just because not as many games are being played right now. Everything is divisional-based uh, or conference-based, whatever you want to say. So uh, similar approach to the previous years, but we will have you know everything covered here at Saturday to Sunday. The premium notebooks, the next set of premium notebooks will also launch net next week you know there'll be a you know short podcast just talking about that as well so you know stay tuned with us here at saturday sunday and we will have you covered in terms of all the offensive skill prospects that you need to know uh well in advance of the 2021 nfl draft so let's get right into it there's a lot of wide receivers that i have watched this summer for the 2021 scouting notebook uh, remember, just going to go through alphabetical in the second, you know, part of the wide receiver preview. I will talk about, you know, tiers and rankings. Some of that will just naturally come out, you know, as I'm talking about these prospects. But right now I'm just going alphabetical order. 
share my thoughts on these players, you know, some things that stood out, strengths, weaknesses, developmental areas, stuff like that. So let's get right into it. You know, again, first guy kicking it off alphabetical is Tutu Atwell out of Louisville. He's a junior. He's 5'9", 165 pounds. Last year, big play for at 70 receptions, 1,276 yards, and 12 touchdowns. I mean, this guy, you know, athleticism, I would classify as very good to great. The big-time long speed, acceleration, he's a big play for it anytime he touches the ball. He's got very good to great agility and elusiveness, his change of direction in the open field. He's a guy that you, you can take a slant, take a screen, and take it to the distance. A lot of yak ability after the catch. I love his separation quickness in and out of his routes. Great footwork. Uh, you know, really hard for defenders to stay with him. He's a versatile piece who can be used, you know, in a lot of ways. You can use him on those jet sweeps. You can use him on the end of rounds, the screens, you know, the shuttle passes, anything that you kind of want to use to get him the ball in space. He could be a weapon in the return game as, as well. Obviously, you know, his size and frame, overall play strength, physicality, the ability to win in contested catches, those are areas of concern. You know, and I don't know, you know, usually we talk about developmental areas. I'm not sure those are areas that he really can develop just based on his size. He could add a little bit of weight. Like, you know, right now he's pretty similar to what Marquise Brown was in terms of his weight when Marquise Brown was drafted. You know, the word is now that Marquise Brown is has you know, push his weight up to like 180. I mean, that's something that maybe can go a long way in terms of his NFL status. If he can go into the draft process when the time comes and maybe he could be 180 instead of 165, that would probably go a long way in easing some concerns that NFL teams have. I think his route running is probably average. There's room to grow there. To me, he's a complimentary to starting slot wide receiver at the next level offensive weapon in space. I think he's probably a early day three type prospect, but he's got a lot of upside and really could add a, a dynamic weapon to an offense. So he could even be pushed up a little bit more possibly. Next up, I want to talk about Jamon Osborne out of Texas A&M. He's a senior. He's six foot two, 220 pounds. You know, listen, he, we've been talking about him for a while here at Saturday Sunday. I thought he was going to come out last year. He, last year, he did have his best year, 66 receptions, 872 yards, and six touchdowns. I think I like him more than some people, and I don't think he's going to be drafted that high, but this is a lot about his game that I like, almost almost in a way of how I really liked Stanley Morgan Jr. a couple of years ago in terms of his college film. Obviously, that didn't translate to much draft capital. I do think Osborne will have more draft capital than a guy like Stanley Morgan Jr., but in terms of Osborne, I like his size and frame. I like his play strength, physicality, toughness, his catch radius and length. I think he even plays bigger than his six foot two size. His ability to absorb contact, his body control, his ability to extend and high point the ball. I like his ball skills. Probably only has about average athleticism or acceleration or yak ability. Uh, same thing with his route running separation quickness, but I like that toughness and physicality. To me, he doesn't have long speed. He's not a guy who's very quick in terms of his agility to make people miss in the open field. You know, not a guy who's a high change of direction or a guy who's going to be very elusive in the open field, you know, inconsistent hands at time. But to me, he's a depth receiver. He's either a flanker spot or a big slot position with the upside to become a number three on a depth chart. I do think he could become 
a third wide receiver on a depth chart. I don't think that's where he's going to start out because I don't think he's going to have the draft capital. But I do think he's there's a lot to like about his game as a guy who he's versatile to play outside in a possession style role as a flanker or that big slot position. I think in a in a spread or a pro style or West Coast system, he can he can thrive in that. I think he's more probably like a round five, round six guy somewhere on day three. But I do like his his upside, even though he might not go as high as some other players. I do think he's got some upside to his game. Next up, I want to talk about is one of the top wide receiver prospects in the country, and that is wide receiver out of Minnesota, Rashad Bateman. He is a junior, six foot two, two hundred and ten pounds. He is decided that he is going to opt out of playing this year. So we have seen the last of him in college football, I believe. 60 receptions, 1,219 yards, and 11 touchdowns. You know, him and Tyler Johnson made up one of the best duos in all of college football. But, I mean, there is a lot to like about Bateman and very little that I find in terms of flaws or holes in his game. I mean, if I'm on a nitpick, if if I want to say, you know, a concern or a developmental area – Maybe he doesn't have, you know, that top end explosion off the line of scrimmage or that initial burst is something that I would say or two areas that maybe you see. But besides that, you see his movement skills. His, I think, are very good to great movement skills. I love his footwork, his route running to create separation at all levels of the field in his routes, in his releases and off the line beating press. Very good to great body control, ball skills, shows the ability to adjust, extend and high point the ball to win contested catches. He has great length, good catch radius, and hands catchable away from his frame. I love his play strength, his contact balance, his physicality and toughness. You see it during the routes, after the catch, and when he's in space. He's got great instincts and understanding of route concepts with a natural feel to the receiver position. You don't usually see receivers at the collegiate level as refined as a guy as Bateman. So to me, he's a starting wide receiver immediately in two wide receiver sets. He's versatile to play either outside position, the X position, the flanker position, or in the slot. I think he could be effective in just about any scheme because he can win at all levels of the field. Uh, to me, he's a round one prospect. You know, that's that's where he is. He's a round one guy. I think he's got big time upside at the next level. Next guy I want to talk about is Tariq Black. Last year, uh, you know, he's been at Michigan for all of his collegiate career, but now he has transferred to Texas. He is a redshirt junior, six foot three, 206 pounds. Last year, he had 25 receptions, 323 yards, and one touchdown. Tariq Black has never lived up to the lofty, lofty expectations when he was a highly regarded big-time recruit coming out of high school. There are some things about him, though, that I do find intriguing. I think he's got good size and body control, shows the ability to adjust and extend the catch passes away from his body and outside of his frame. Very good length, catch radius, and ball skills with the ability to high point the ball and win contested catch situations. I think his athleticism is probably about average to above average. Same thing with his long speed, but he can challenge defenders vertically down the field. I think his play strength is above average to good. He has phys- shows physicality at the top of his routes to create space at the catch point and out muscle defenders. You know, c- developmental areas for me in terms of him, he's, he's bad a lot of injuries, so there's durability concerns. Production has never been there. He's got to clean up his releases and show the ability to beat press. He's not going to be a guy that does a lot after the catch as well in terms of yards after the catch ability. I think his athleticism is probably about average. Same thing with his long speed, separation, quickness, and route running. To me, he's a complimentary outside receiver 
capable of playing the split end or flanker position with upside due to his natural skill set. So again, depth guy maybe develops into you know a more of a complementary piece, uh, but I think he's a day three prospect. We're probably looking at round five, you know, round six type player. Uh, but his big time pedigree coming out of high school probably gives him an opportunity. We'll see if he, if he gets an opportunity to play at Texas, if he can make the most of a new you know a new place and a new uh, surrounding cast there to maybe get the best out of him. Next up is Diami Brown out of UNC. He's a junior. He's 6'1", 195 pounds. Last year, he had 51 receptions for 1,034 yards and 12 touchdowns. Very productive season last year. To me, he's got good overall athleticism, long speed and acceleration in his routes to be a vertical threat down the field. I think he's got good to very good body control, shows the ability to adjust and high point the football well. I think he's got above average to good length and catch radius to, sh- to show uh, that he can extend away from his body to make the catch. I think he's got some areas to develop and work on, though. I still want to see improvement in terms of his route running, uh, expansion of his route tree. He's got to show that he can beat press, especially against physical corners. He's got to clean up his releases a little bit off the line of scrimmage, and he had some inconsistent hands. You know, this there's parts of his game in terms of his size and frame that I think are about average. I think he could still add some more muscle and weight to his overall frame. He's got to show that he can win contested catches more regularly and play with a little bit better strength and physicality. Uh, but I think it's probably average about right now. To me, he's an, also like Tariq Black, depth complementary outside X receiver, but I think he does have more upside than a guy like Black. I think he can develop into a top three or four wide receiver on a depth chart. I think he's got to be an offense that has a lot of vertical-based passing concepts. Whatever offense that is, they got to incorporate a lot of vertical-based concepts because I think that's where Brown really is at his best. I also think he's a day three prospect somewhere in that round four to round six range right now. Next up, arguably the top wide receiver in college football. I'm talking about Jamar Chase, LSU junior wide receiver, six foot one, 200 pounds. He has decided to opt out and get ready for the NFL draft. 84 receptions, 1,780 yards and 20 touchdowns. Hard to argue with his decision to opt out. It's almost inconceivable that he could have a better year than he had last year with that LSU offense. You know, if he could have came out, you know, after his sophomore year, I'm sure he would have. So with everything going on right now, opting out is probably the best decision for him. I mean, this guy is is as close to a clean wide receiver prospect as you're going to see. I mean, in terms of just functional areas, all I have written down is size, his frame and his blocking in terms of developmental areas and concerns. I wrote some drops. He had some, he had some probably, I think more focused drops than anything. But besides that, I classify everything else about this guy as a strength. Very good to great overall athleticism, his movement skills, his footwork, his route running and quickness to create separation and win at any part of the field. Very good to great ball skills. His body control is excellent. Ability to adjust, extend, and high point to make adjustments to the football and win at the catch point, even at his size and frame. I think he's, while he doesn't have top end long speed, I think his long speed is, is, he's got good long speed with great vertical separation to win vertically and very good to great bursts, especially late bursts to create that late separation. I love his acceleration, his yards after the catch ability, his agility and elusiveness in the open field. I think he shows good to very good play strength, physicality and toughness during his routes at the catch point and after in the open field as well. His releases are very good to great. He shows the ability to beat press off the line of scrimmage. You know, there he's as big time a wide receiver prospect, I think, that we have seen in, in quite some time with very few holes to his game. 
To me, immediate starting wide receiver, versatility to play any of the wide receiver positions, the X, the flank, or the slot, just about any passing game he can fit into. Again, I'd like to see an offense with vertical-based passing concepts and option routes. I think he can thrive on both of them. I think he's a top 10 pick next year in the NFL draft. Uh, you know, as highly regarded a, a wide receiver coming out, I think we've had in the last few years. If we keep this going, next up is Nico Collins out of Michigan. He is a senior, six foot four, 222 pounds. Last year, he had 37 receptions for 729 yards and seven touchdowns. Obviously, Michigan's offense always one that tends to struggle. You know, they did him and, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones and Tariq Black. No favors there, but there are aspects of Nico Collins' game that are interesting. He's got that size and frame, 6'4", 222. It's the prototype. He's got, I think his movement skills are good for a man his size. He's got good to very good body control. I love the ball skills. Uh, You know, you see his ability to high point and extend for the football. He can win contested catches. He's got great length and catch radius. You know, he can, even though his his long speed, I would probably classify as average, he shows the ability to win vertically down the field. Combine his average athleticism and long speed with his movement skills and his overall ball skills, he shows the ability to win vertically down the field so he can play as an outside X wide receiver. Again, he he shows that big catch radius that you get with him so he can go up and make the catch, uh, even if it's a little bit you know, off the mark in terms of its accuracy. In terms of areas that I'd like to see some improvement on, I don't think he does much after the catch. I don't think there's a lot of agility and elusiveness in the open field. Some areas that are average I think he can continue to work on are his releases, his footwork, uh, his route running can be refined a little bit and overall separation quickness. But he's all about winning at the catch point, using that length and, and radius, that body control and ball skills. To me, he could be a big-time red zone weapon. I think he's a depth outside wide receiver that can play the X or flanker position, but does have the upside to develop into maybe a top three or four wide receiver on a depth chart. I think a balanced offense works best for him. Incorporate vertical-based passing concepts and in, and stuff in the intermediate. I don't think he's going to be a guy you're going to get in the short and then let him do yards after the catch. That just doesn't really uh, mesh well with his game. I think he's a date type prospect, probably in that round four, round five range uh, for Nico Collins. Next up is DeMonte Coxie uh, out of Memphis. He's a senior, redshirt senior, six foot three, 200 pounds, uh, 76 receptions for 1,276 yards and nine touchdowns last year. You know, very productive season. I like his size at six foot three. I'd say probably his frame is just about average. I think he can add some more muscle there. I think his athleticism is above average to good overall athleticism and yak ability in the open field with average to above average long speed to get vertical. He's got good to very good ball skills, shows good hands and body control with the ability to high point adjust and extend the win at the catch point and catch the ball away from his frame. I think he's got average contact balance, play strength, physicality, and toughness. You can see it in his routes at the catch point or after the catch and in blocking. To me, my concern is that the Memphis scheme created a lot of space and the overall level of competition, the level of defensive backs that he was matched up against. I think he's got a lot of refinement in terms of his route running and expansion of his route tree. But you can't argue with the production. And he combines that production with, you know, above average to good athleticism, a good catch radius, good length, some ball skills. 
to me, he's a depth outside receiver at either position with the upside to develop into a top four or five wide receiver on a depth chart. I think an air raid or spread offense is, is ideal for Coxie. I think he's a day three, round five to round seven type prospects. Next up is Brennan Eagles out of Texas. He is a junior. He is six foot four, 225 pounds. Last year, he had 32 receptions for 522 yards and six touchdowns. He was another big, big time recruit. I mean, things that, you know, are interesting about him is you can't teach that size and frame. 6'4, 225. Those are big time mismatches that, you know, that he uses to his advantage. I think his overall athleticism is a strength for a guy 6'4, 225. I love his play strength, his physicality, his toughness. He's got the length and catch radius to make big plays away from his body to go up and high point the ball over smaller defensive backs. You know, he wins contested catches. I like his overall ball skills. To me, his long speed is probably just about average for a guy his size. He could improve his blocking. A guy at 6'4", 225 should be a dominant uh, blocker in terms of a receiver. I think his hands are about average. Same thing with his footwork. To me, the biggest concerns about him, a little bit almost like J.J. Orsega-Whiteside from two years ago. I got some concerns about his separation quickness. His, his, I think his route running is pretty limited. I think his route tree is pretty limited. I in terms of his releases off the line of scrimmage, explosion off the line of scrimmage, and its agility and elusiveness in the open field. I think those are areas of concern when you're talking about Brennan Eagles. I think he's definitely more of an outside type receiver, depth to complementary, but he does have a lot of upside and intrigue. Again, it goes back to those big-time recruits. I think NFL teams are intrigued by them for sure. So I think Eagles is one of those guys who is going to intrigue people for sure uh, when we're talking about him. So he's a guy that, you know, I'll keep a close eye on and see. But right now, I think he's a date for type prospect, and we'll see where it goes from there. Next up is Des Fitzpatrick out of Louisville. I feel like we've been talking about him for a while. He's a redshirt senior, six foot two, 202 pounds. Last year, he had 35 receptions for 635 yards and six touchdowns. Listen, I think his best year was with Lamar Jackson. Louisville offense just hasn't been the same since Lamar left. But there are some things about his game I like. I like his size. I think he's at 6'2", 202. I think he's got good size, average to above average frame. I love his play strength, physicality, and toughness. He uses that play strength and toughness to create space during his routes at the catch point and then after the catch with physicality and his yards after the catch ability. I think he's got above average to good footwork and route running with Average to above average overall athleticism, separation, quickness, and releases off of the line of scrimmage. I like his body control. I think he's got length and catch radius is even longer and larger than a traditional guy who's 6'2". And he's got good hands with the ability to adjust and extend the passes outside of his frame. To me, he's adept to complement the receiver at the flanker or slot position. I think he's got the upside you know, with better quarterback play to develop into a top four wide receiver on an NFL depth chart. I think he's got big slot or possession flanker receiver in a West Coast or option route pass offense is how he fits best. I think we're talking about Dapery, you know, around four to round six type player uh, right now with Des Fitzpatrick. Next up, uh, Damon Hazelton out of Missouri. He's a redshirt senior, six foot two, 222 pounds. 31 receptions, 527 yards, and eight touchdowns. Obviously, Missouri last year you know, took a step back after Drew Locke left. Their passing offense struggled. But Hazleton's an interesting player. You know, Size and frame at 6'2", 222. I think those are check marks for him. I think he's got, you know, his athleticism 
is intriguing for for his size and frame. I love his length, his catch radius. I think he's got you know good to very good length, catch radius, ball skills, and you know uh, and body control with the ability to adjust and extend the passes outside of his frame. I think he's got good to very good play strength. Uses that physicality to create space at the catch point uh, and high point the ball to win contested catches. You know, with some consistency, I think his route running is probably about average in term in terms of his understanding of route concepts and varying tempo of his routes, footwork, and releases. Some areas of concern for him: I don't see a lot of explosion off the line of scrimmage. He's got to show that he can handle press and beat press, especially physical press corners at the next level. This had some inconsistency in terms of his hands. Uh, he's transferred twice, so this is a guy that's been on the move a lot in college football. So it's going to be interesting to kind of see. Uh, you know, what the NFL thinks of him in terms of that. I think he's a depth to complementary outside X or flanker receiver with the upside develop into a top four receiver on a depth chart. To me, he's another day three guy in that round five to round seven range uh, for Hazleton's skill set. Next guy up is Jeremiah Holloman. You know, he's a kind of a blast from the past. He's at FIU right now. He is a junior Six foot two, 200 pounds. In 2018 for Georgia, he had 24 receptions, 418 yards, and five touchdowns. It looked like he was going to be a breakout star at Georgia. He ended up transferring Georgia. It was not eligible to play last year in 2019. So we're going to kind of see what happens if he gets an opportunity to play this year. Uh, but there's a lot to be intrigued by overall package of Jeremiah Holloman. The size and, and frame, I think, are ideal. The long speed, acceleration, overall athleticism. This is a guy that has great leaping ability, can consistently high point the ball well and win contested catches. He's got very good to great body control, length and catch radius with the ability to extend and adjust the balls. I think he's got very good long speed, athleticism, burst and acceleration to win vertically on the outside. He's got average to above average play strength and physicality during his routes. Concerning areas are he's got a lot of refinement in terms of his route running. He's got to expand his route tree. He's got to, you know, he's kicked off the Georgia football team. He's got to improve his overall techniques at the wide receiver position. So there's things about Holloman's game that he really has to refine and, and develop. But there's also a lot of his game that is very intriguing uh, if he can put it all together. I think he's an outside split end in a vertical based passing offense. Dave type guy, you know, right now, but a lot of upside there with Jeremiah Holloman. Next up is Warren Jackson out of Colorado State. Some people thought he was going to come out last year. He's a senior, six foot five, two hundred and fifteen pounds. Last year, highly productive with seventy-seven receptions, one thousand one hundred nineteen yards, and nine touchdowns. You got to like the size, the frame. I think he could even add more weight and muscle at six five, two fifteen. I think he even looks a little thin for a guy, you know, at six foot five, two fifteen. So I'd say the size is the strength, but the frame he could even get stronger. To be honest with you. Uh, I like his body control, ball skills, shows the ability to high point and extend for the football. He's obviously got ideal length and catch radius, could really, you know, out jump and out muscle people and win contested catches, be that red zone weapon in a highly productive year. I think his athleticism and long speed is just average. Uh, his releases, same thing, average play strength and toughness, I would say, are functional. I think he doesn't show a lot in terms of his ability after the catch. He's not a guy who's going to show a lot in terms of change of direction, agility. I think there's some issues with beating press, especially physical press corners. I think at the next level are going to really give him some difficulties. And he's got to expand his overall route running and expand his route tree as well. And also detailed, you know, detailed his route refinement a little bit also. 
but he does have rare size for the position. So I think that makes him intriguing. I think he's best as a possession flanker wide receiver at the next level uh, and a red zone weapon. I think he's also a day three guy round five to round seven right now for Warren Jackson. Next up is Terry. Terrace Marshall out of LSU. He's a junior. He's six foot three, 200 pounds. Last year in that potent LSU offense, he had 46 receptions for 671 yards and 13 touchdowns. This is a guy I am very high on. I like his size. His frame is average, but his athleticism, good to very good. Overall athleticism, long speed, acceleration, and burst with ideal size and frame. To me, one of my favorite calling cards of his is very good to great body control, ball skills, and the ability to adjust and extend the passes outside of his frame at the catch point. Good to very good play strength, physicality, length, and catch radius to high point the football and win contested catches consistently. To me, he's a complementary to starting outside wide receiver in three wide receiver sets with the upside to develop into a starter in two wide sets by his second year in the NFL. I think he could play the X receiver position. I think he could play the, the flanker, or he could even be a big slot for you. I think a spread offense that incorporates vertical-based passing concepts is best. I think he's a day-two prospect. I think he's a round-two, round-three type guy. Very high on Terrace Marshall. It'll be interesting to see. Obviously, their offense is going to take a step back with, with the loss of Joe Burrow, you know, but no Jamar Chase there. It's going to really be Marshall's going to get an opportunity to really be the guy. Next up is Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss. He's a junior, five foot nine, 184 pounds. At the top of the, the podcast, I talked about Tutu Atwell out of LSU. Elijah Moore, very similar uh, type player to him. 67 receptions, 850 yards, and six touchdowns last year. Very good to great athleticism and long speed to attack vertically down the field and be a big play for it whenever he touches the ball in space. Very good to great separation quickness to get in and out of his breaks quickly. Good route runner. Very good to great footwork, cutting ability, yak ability in the open field. Shows agility and elusiveness, can make people miss, can be used as an offensive weapon in a lot of ways. The slot, offensive, you know, offensive weapon rushing the football on jet sweeps and end the rounds, can be a return guy, impact special teams. But again, similar to Atwell developmental areas and concerns that I don't think he could really change his size and frame, you know, are very small. His ability to high point or win contested catches is not going to be, you know, something he does. Can he beat physical press corners at the next level? Not going to probably limited to just the slot. Doesn't have great length or catch radius at five foot nine. You know, he's again, he's not going to be a guy that extends too far away from the football, you know, to, to bring it in. But, a weapon nonetheless, and a guy who could really add an interesting piece in terms of an explosive piece on an offense. So to me, I think he's a depth to complementary slot receiver used as an offensive weapon and, and a kick returner or punt returner. To me, he's best in a spread or air raid offense that takes shots vertically down the field and finds a way to get the ball into the playmaker's hands near the line of scrimmage and then let them pick up yak after the, you know, in terms of big plays. He's a day three guy, but I could see him, you know, early day three because the team sees him and and finds him as a missing chess piece in terms of their offense. So he is a guy that I would be uh, intrigued with, and I think the NFL will be intrigued with as well. If we keep this going, next up is Rondell Moore, one of the top receivers in the country. 
Purdue junior, five foot nine, 180 pounds. Last year, he only played four games due to injury with 29 reception, 387 yards, and two touchdowns. But the previous year, 114 receptions, 1,258 yards, and 12 touchdowns. Uh, he is a guy that is a big time player, you know. Also, similar to Bateman, similar to Chase, he has decided to opt out this year. So we have seen the last of Rondell Moore in college. But this is another guy who I think we're talking about, a top 50 pick, first-round potential, uh, very good to great athleticism, long speed, burst, and acceleration and explosion, can get vertical, can be a big play threat anytime he touches the ball at all three levels of the field. Great to elite playmaking abilities after the catch. You know, whether it's after the catch, whether you use manufactured touches, this guy in the open field is a dangerous, dangerous weapon. And he's a guy that can be a big time playmaker after the catch or in the in open space. Good play strength, contact balance, leg drive, and power seen after the catch when he turns into a runner or on jet sweeps. And that's for a guy who's 5'9, 180. You don't see that type of play strength usually at a guys who are 5'9. 180 pounds. Uh, so that's interesting. Good to very good route runner. And in terms of creating separation quickness, you see it during his route, you see it at the top of his routes, a lot of separation ability from Rondell Moore. Good to very good body control and ball skills. You know, obviously some areas of concern is again, his overall size and frame is not that high. You know, it's not that big. His length and catch radius are limited. He's had some durability issues. Not a guy who's going to win a lot of contested catches. I'd like to see him get a little bit better. I'd probably say right now that his ability to be press is probably about average. I'd like to see him, you know, uh, get a little bit better in that regards in terms of hand and physical press corners. His route tree could be expanded on a little bit more, but there's so much to like about his game. I think he's a starting wide receiver, best from the slot, but can play outside as well used in a variety of ways as an offensive weapon. In addition, you know, you could think DJ Moore a little bit. I, I can see that in terms of his ability after the catch. I think he's an outsider slot wide receiver. You incorporate a lot of vertical-based passing concepts, but also a lot of touches near the line of scrimmage and let him immediately turn into a playmaker. I already said top 50, I think it's a lock. I think he belongs in round one. So that's where I'd be pegging him right now in terms of his draft projection. Next up, uh, Daz Newsom, Daz Newsom out of UNC. Daz Newsom, you know, last year he's a senior, five foot eleven, one hundred ninety pounds, seventy two receptions, one thousand eighteen yards, and ten touchdowns. He's another guy similar to Tutu Atwell, similar to Elijah Moore. I mean, we're talking about a guy who very good to great, you know, athleticism movement skills and long speed to win vertically down the field and be a big play threat whenever he has the ball. Good route runner and footwork with very good separation quickness to smoothly get in and out of breaks. I love his yak ability in the open field. Shows good agility and elusiveness with change of direction skills to make people miss. I think his ball skills are good, body control, and he's got the versatility to impact the game as a receiver, a rusher, or in the return game. Obviously, his overall you know, frame is a little bit of concern. Not going to be a guy who shows a lot of physicality. I think he's limited to just the slot, similar to Atwell, similar, you know, to Moore. He, I don't know if he's going to be able to handle beating press, but if he's inside, not going to something he's going to have to handle too often. He could expand his route tree a little bit. Doesn't have, you know, much length or catch radius. Not going to be a guy that high points the ball and wins contested catches regularly. 
But to me, he's another weapon similar to Atwell, similar to Elijah Moore, that an NFL team on day three, maybe even late day two, can find really, really interesting. So to me, he's an inside slot receiver, best in a spread or ad rate offense. I think he's a guy that could be a complimentary to start in slot receiver pretty quickly, but also use, you know, in a variety of ways, you know, just to get him the ball in his hands. So I like his overall upside there of Daz Newsom. I like him a little bit higher than Deami Brown, who I talked about before, uh, another UNC receiver. If we keep this going, next up is Chris Olave out of Ohio State. He's a junior. He's six foot one, 185 pounds. Last year, he had 49 receptions for 849 yards and 12 touchdowns. This is a guy who I think's got above average to good overall athleticism, but to me, he's got very good to great separation quickness and route running to create space at all levels of the field. I would say his movement skills are very good to great. He is very fluid in and out of his breaks. I love his footwork and explosion to win in the short to intermediate game, as well as vertically down the field or after the catch. Uh, There is a lot to like uh, about Olave in that range. Very good to great understanding of route concepts and instincts uh, capable of running the full route tree with a good understanding, you know, of, being the technical aspect of being a receiver. I like his body control, good to very good body control, ball skills and hands with the ability to adjust and extend the passes outside of his frames. To me, he's a complimentary to starting outside flanker or inside slot wide receiver and a top three on a depth chart. I think he can be effective in just about any scheme, but I like him in the spread or air raid or West Coast or even a pro style playing as an outside or inside receiver. So he's got some versatility. I think he's a day two prospect come off the board, most likely in round two or the early part of round three. And the last guy we're going to talk about on part one this evening is Charleston Rambo out of Oklahoma. He is a redshirt junior. He's six foot one, 180 pounds. Last year, he had 43 receptions for 743 yards and five touchdowns. I think he's got good to very good overall athleticism, long speed, acceleration, and burst. You see it on his vertical routes. You see an explosion off the line of scrimmage, and you see that linear yak ability. To me, he's a guy who can turn on the Jets and can take one the distance. You're not going to see as much agility and elusiveness, change of direction, cutting ability. To me, he's more explosive in a straight line, that linear speed that, you know, and that linear yak ability after the catch. But I like his body control and ball skills, shows the ability to adjust the passes outside of his frame, above average to good length, catch radius, and hands to extend and catch the ball away from his body, average to above average, agility, elusiveness, and change of direction. Kind of what I talked about. To me, he's more explosive linear than he is, you know, horizontally. So I think that's something, uh, you know, that we'll watch, you know, closely with him. It's going to be interesting because now, you know, C.D. Lamb gone, Marquise Brown gone, you know, how much does Rambo step up to be one of the leaders of that passing in terms of the receiving core there and what type of production can he put? It's going to be interesting. So there it is, guys, part one of the 2021 wide receiver preview. So many good wide receivers. Uh, On part two, I have at least another 10 to 12 guys to talk about and then share my rankings, share my tiers, you know, where things sit right now uh, as we get ready for some of the Power Five conferences to kick off their season 
you know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, the ACC and the Big 12 set to kick off this weekend. If you have missed any of the previous positional preview shows, guys, they're pretty much relevant whenever you want to listen to them because it's just me giving my film evals from their film last year or the last two years or whatever they have available. It's me giving my film evals on that. So that's just pretty relevant throughout the year. So you're going to constantly hear me kind of referring to the positional preview shows because I think they're viable shows for the foreseeable future. Not until these guys play another three, four, five games would I start to make a different opinion on somebody if I start to see something different than what I saw last year on film? So those those podcasts are something that even if right now you don't have the ability to, to catch up on, if you've missed any of them, you know, we're going to constantly be tweeting those links out because they are relevant, you know, for quite some time here to kind of get caught up on all these prospects. Uh, if you don't have time to do some film eval on your own, we have you covered with you know, I think there's already 90 guys in the scouting notebook. Remember, that's going to be launched next week. But if you've been listening to all the positional previews, you hear a lot of thoughts on all of these prospects to familiarize yourself with many of the top prospects in the country. So hopefully you enjoyed part one of the wide receiver preview. Like I said, part two, we'll finish talking about another 10 to 12 wide receiver prospects. Also, you know, share my tiers and rankings as the college football season has officially gotten underway. But I, I like to think this weekend with the ACC and the Big 12 is really the official launch for this season uh, and beyond. So on behalf of our sound and tech engineer, David Nicano and myself, thank you for joining us. And we look forward next time taking you from Saturday to Sunday.